Here comes the biggest news ever. Trek Off the Motion Picture is available on Amazon Prime. That's right. The movie version of the podcast you're listening to. An actual movie. A motion picture on Amazon Prime. Available in the United States and the UK. Just go on Amazon and search for Trek Off. The word Trek Off. One word. And you can watch us. If you don't have Amazon Prime, you can you can like rent us or buy us. We're available on DVD on Amazon. But like streaming on Amazon Prime. And listen, please watch because it really helps us out. And share it. Give us good reviews. And share it on your Facebook page stuff, man. I'm just excited. Check out the motion picture. Warning, the following contains plot spoilers and naughty language. That means explicit content. And the comments and opinions expressed herein are for entertainment and commentary purposes only and may not reflect the actual opinions of Geeks Radio or the individual hosts. So don't get mad. It's just a show. It's time for Trek Off. Set phasers to love. Welcome to Trek Off. My name's Justin. And my name's Alexia. And to do, if things sound different, because um, we, we've, we've kind we of had really- We had to do a workaround. <laughs> yeah, we, we are, we've, we've, I'm using we, a I different mean mic and a different setup. <laughs> um, I am not at my home. Um, we were, so it's interesting. Um, first of all, uh, I want to apologize for the, the length of time between the last episode and the episode before it. It was like three weeks. Um, life got crazy. And I want to apologize for the fact that that, that means we're going to put that episode out on Thanksgiving, which is the day that we're recording this. So this one's going to come out like five or six days after that. So by the time you hear <laughs> this episode, it will have been like three weeks since the end of Discovery, um, which like we're so out of date. Like, hey, let's talk about that last episode of Discovery three weeks ago. And you're all like, we're watching Christmas movies. What are you talking about? But hey, you know uh, what? We, why don't we just put them both out? And then we'll do more. At the same time? <laughs> yeah. A Thanksgiving feast of... So I'll put out the first one like... like like I'm recording this at like one in the afternoon. I'll put out the first one at like two. And then put out the second one at like... like I'll put the second one out tomorrow. Yeah. Like, a, the, like, like a, for like, the post... Like, like two in a row. Post Thanksgiving, you know, all your... Food it, is still it's digesting. The it's the black. It's the Black Friday. It's the Black Friday of. Yes, yeah, your of Black Trek Friday off. bonus. <laughs> yeah, you get two. Everybody else says something for Black Friday. Although considering it's still, it starts on Thursday and Wednesday and kind of Tuesday. Do you know too. why it's called Black Friday? I don't know why we call it Black Friday anymore, but <laughs> I can tell you this. You know why it's called Black Friday? Oh, like why? I, where the term Black Friday came from? I do not. Please enlighten me. That that retail stores um work the their ledgers into debt, work into the red until the Friday after Thanksgiving, which is the beginning of the holiday shopping season. And that Friday they do all the sales because it's to push their ledgers into the black. Um oh. to do sales so that they're no longer in debt. And that's why it's called Black Friday, because it's the day when if you're having a business, if you do not go into the black on that day, then you're, you're not going to for the year and then you're kind of screwed. Huh. Well, That's why it's called Black Friday. There you even, go. Well, welcome well, to that, education. Even more so than they shouldn't be calling it Black Friday anymore because it's not happening on Friday anymore. <laughs> like I know. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's, like that's really my thing. It's like, wait, it crept into Thanksgiving and now it's like pretty much the whole week leading up to and then after that it's like Cyber Monday. Like it's just like I how how can we like like this like the, this like out? <laughs> I really should like I w- if I didn't have kids I would totally be up like at four in the morning to go get like the really really good deals. But I always like saunter into the store because I do go shopping a little on Black Friday. But I always saunter in the store. Oh yeah, at, like, like 11, late eleven thirty. 
and I go go, but because there's always some like DVD deals in there, you know, like the, that's oh, what I'm saying. Like, yeah, like box. you can go whenever, and there's still like nice cheap DVDs or games or whatever. Yeah, but you but you can't get like the the you know the, the TVs. Yeah, you know, you know what though? I don't need a fucking TV, man. Seconds. Like I have TVs. I've got I've got more TVs actually more TVs. than I have rooms. Like I want to I want to have like a wall of TVs like they have in like James Bond movies, or like we're <laughs> like we're like or the like, TVs oh. can all. Well, no, they all remember, have different images no. on them, but whenever I want them to, they can all like encompass one large image. Oh, that's like, cool. That's yeah, that's what I want. That's what you want. Yeah. I mean, do you really have the space for that? Because that's the thing. Like, have you watched the first season of Punisher at this point, or no? I have not yet. No, you it, it been was. Uh, it? it 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 dropped when uh, when we were traveling. Oh, you're. I'm sorry. I I've watched all of it, and I'm not going to spoil it, other than to say that there is a a typical hacker on the run scenario and like the place okay. this guy is in <laughs> i'm just like oh, of course where does he find these places like and he's like in like a bathrobe and like you of know course. what i mean like so he's it's like clearly like thing. on the run and like fucked yet this place he has found is like this fucking yeah. geodesic dome of like windows with like like and like v- monitors everywhere and i'm like it's Dude, like a mini bat cave. Yeah. Seriously, like I'm like, where do they find these places? Like, cause I would just hole up in one. Like, if I could just go out and find a place that looked that badass, like I, I would like, what place is that even? Like, and at no point, like the whole series, I'm waiting for like the moment where we like see the outside, so we know what the place was that <laughs> is apparently abandoned. Um, and he's just managed to squat in this glorious place. Um. And and they never do. So I'm like, what place is this? Like, because I can't even envi- envision what building this was before well, he course. got well, there. You know, it's, do you know what I mean? Like, and I feel like that's I, true. Any time we find hackers Amazon. underground, that's what it looks like. Like somehow oh, they're always in their bathrooms and their moms even. are always upstairs. Yeah, no, it's but you know, I'm I dig it. I gotta admit. Oh that no! I, I still, to be I, clear, I dig the aesthetic, and it's like that's so cool. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, where the fuck is this? Like, what was it? Was this a candy factory? Do I just not know what like the basement of a candy yeah, factory looks like? Because yeah, because because hackers hackers don't need all that stuff. Like hackers need a computer and an Ethernet connection and maybe two monitors, and then they're good. Like there are people like we we I know <laughs> like people who, who who do like cybersecurity for the federal government, which is basically the inverse of a hacker. Same right. skills, um, yeah. and it's just they they're just like they have a home office with a couple of like monitors. <laughs> but it's not as cool like what what's all this but that other doesn't shit look cool oh, just I, I don't really need it it doesn't really do anything i just put it together to make it you impressed <laughs> to impress you with my array <laughs> speaking of impressive let's 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 lots of stuff to talk about today i want to jump into um our review of the of the mid-season finale of into the forest i go uh, the uh, the last episode of the first half of the season of Star Trek Discovery. That's a lot of like. Remember when seasons just kind of ended? Like yeah. now it's like the 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 mid season finale of the first season of Star Trek Discovery. I, right, like what the fuck is that shit? I know, right? I like when it when it said that the the like the previous episode like coming up the yeah. season. I'm like, I'm sorry, the what? <laughs> yeah, like because I haven't. Um, like I have a vague recollection of this phenomenon on TV, uh, back when I had TV, uh, and I, I've just I've been on 
like unplugged for so long and just been on Netflix that I have like no conception of this break that they take on television. And and I'm Agents particularly of, confused since it's just a streaming show. Like I just it really yeah. threw me. I'm like the wait the what? What yeah. you're no it's shield like a break shield, but shield would Shield would do it, and it really turned it into two seasons. Like Shield, would, like the last season, the first half of it was was Ghost Rider, and then it was LMDs, and then it was like they were in a like a the Matrix, and it was like they had like really three seasons in one. Oh, that's um, kind of true. I could see that. I so, could see those breaks. Like, like that's, and I kind of like it. Like, it, I like if the second half of the first season of of Discovery is like okay. Now it's going to be this and now it's it. like if they do it like shield, I'm kind of into it because I feel like, you know, wouldn't it be cool if they got caught in some new scenario that lasted six, six episodes? You know, yeah, and, then, I see, and, then, and, it, and it seems like that might be the case because we don't know where the fuck they are right now. And then, like, and then there's a scenario there, and, and there's the- so there's a scenario there where you have this significant side story, right? That takes them out of the war potentially. You know what I mean? For a time. Where you don't have to yeah, be for like so four episodes. Like, the so if there's the six episodes happening. left, let's say there's six episodes left. That means for four episodes you do that, and then during that adventure they get some kind of key thing that helps wrap up everything in the last two episodes. Like that's kind of what you do. It, it gives them, you know, because you do want to wrap up the whole first season, right? You know, because anyway, so let's talk about it. Um, the name <laughs> of the episode is uh, "Into the Forest I Go," and essentially what happens in this mid-season finale is that. Uh, is they decide that um, that this planet from the previous episode uh, that they that Starfleet in a move that ticked me off a little, but kind of jibes actually with later Starfleet, like like the bureaucratic, you know, kind of like oh well, too bad, I guess that's happening. Starfleet is what I'm kind of used to. <laughs> too bad, actually. I guess that's happening. Starfleet. Like it's like let's be clear <laughs> for all for all of how great the Federation is supposed to be. Like if you look at like the Federation captains seem to be kind of good, but like even but like the Federation Kirk, like up uppers like the admirals and the yeah, people like, calling like, the shot are like kind of dicks. Kirk era Starfleet was doing stuff a little bit in the series. Certainly by certainly by uh, by Star Trek Six, they were they were kind of jerks. Admiral Necheyev on on on. Like next gen is like yeah, we want you to commit genocide against the Borg. Why didn't you do that? You should have committed genocide against the board. Yeah. She's all mad about it. I remember. You, know, you get to yeah. DS, you get you get to DS nine, and they're just like. But well, you know I what? She's I, she's sometimes cool though. Like I I get the feeling that like like because there are episodes where she doesn't like what the decision is like, and she's yeah, like, the, I you know, know it's bureaucratic. It's like, like like with the um like with the Cardassians and stuff. Like, but yeah. we've been working so long. Like they made concessions, we've made concessions, and now we have to stick to it, and we have to fucking follow through on it. And I feel like, like poor Admiral so Nechea was whatever gray, the episode needed her to be. Like I feel like sometimes she was a good admiral that Picard was like trying to be friends with, and then sometimes she was just like just a bastard. And yeah. I think that it was just like I think like whatever the writers needed her to be that week. I was like, yeah, that's what why she we was, threw in yeah. a in? She's a she's a good presence. Yeah, but isn't she supposed to be good? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but, but I mean, the reality is like even and and you know what? It never occurred to me that way. But like, you know, I, the way it always kind of felt to me was like I liked it because she uh, she was one of the few times I feel like we had a, a female character um, in, in a position of power in Star Trek, um, like prior to now, uh, where we uh, where she's not 
just one way or the other. And I feel like particularly if you're if you're if you're an admiral, like you're still getting your marching orders, right? Like she's not yeah. the one she's making all the decisions. Yeah, yeah, she's the one who's delivering the fucking message. And whether she agrees with it or not, like that's what needs to happen. And so um, and I and I get the impression though, but I feel I feel like I've, and I th- I feel like it's always been this way from the start. I've always kind of got the impression that like as an admiral, um, they were kind of uh, they were you know the bureaucrat behind the desk, and they didn't and they would they wanted to keep that secure, and so they it, they always occurred to me as being unwilling to rock the boat. Right. Because they don't want to endanger their position. Whereas the captains were you who are out there doing the shit would be like, fuck it, man. I'm doing what I think is right in this moment. And Starfleet could suck a dick. Sure. Like it's classic starts, classic, classic Star Trek, the way that they that they do it in this episode. I do think that yeah. it's always bugged me. I always kind of wish the admirals would do a little bit more hemming and hawing about the fact that they have to make these like like I would have loved to see, you know, if Lorca were if Lorca were like, hey, um, I, I I really think that we owe it to this planet because we're the ones who put them in danger and they're all going to die. And for Starfleet to go Starfleet to go, we do really care about that. And we really wish that we could. We really do. But we have we a choice. Have between the resources. Letting, yeah. w- but between between letting these million people die or these billion people die. And ultimately, we need to save the maximum amount of lives. And it's not right, and it's not fair, and we wish we could, but this is why. But it always kind of comes off like, you have your orders. Yeah, it does. That's what I mean. Like, Except for a couple of times on Next Gen, where Necheyev, I felt like, would express her own personal feelings. I got the feeling like that, like, admirals, yeah, like, they were just like, this is what we're doing, and I don't really need to explain it to you other than those are your orders, fucking do it. Maybe maybe Starfleet admirals stopped explaining uh, their their very good points um, after Picard was like, "How many people does it take, Admiral?" Like <laughs> like when the, when the admiral was like, "Hey, listen, we're only moving a hundred people in insurrection. We're only moving a hundred people. It's gonna save billions." And Picard's like, "I don't care about the billions. What about these hundred people? How many people does it take to become wrong?" And the admirals were like, "Okay, fine. We're not gonna, we're not going to talk to you, children anymore." Like, yeah, clearly, like we're done trying to explain ourselves. Clearly, you don't fucking get yeah, it. Okay, <laughs> like you don't you don't get it. We're trying to save bill like billions of bi- like like literally li- literally there will be like twenty times as many five year olds saved as there are people on this planet who've lived for two hundred years. Like, like right? yeah, no, like <laughs> like like there are like why are we even talking about this right now? <laughs> I know, seriously, yeah. I'm, I'm, like, why yeah. is this a discussion? Really? Like, yeah. how, do the numbers not feel right for you? Because if when I do the math, it's like a no brainer. Yes. So we're not we're not going to tell. We're just going to say you have your orders from now on. Right. So from we're now go back on, that's go to. When, when we travel in time, we have one message to all the Starfleet admirals. Don't bother. Don't, first, of all, first of all, one, don't bother. Two, just kind of expect the captains aren't going to do what you tell them to anyway. Like, <laughs> And they're going to find is... some workaround to make it seem like they did, even though they didn't. <laughs> I love I love how in this episode, it's just something that they do, you know, and they and they do in they, they do in like Kirk. Kirk was going, the, the answer is no, I'm therefore going anyway. He was saying that. But for Picard, who is so like whipped by the Federation, they had to make an entire movie and call it insurrection. 
because Picard decided not to do what an admiral said. Stop. Stop. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Picard didn't do what an admiral said? That's a movie. Wait, wait hold on. Hold on. Cisco I know, no, no. Kirk, Kirk got away with all the time. Like, Kirk was just Kirk, like. Kirk and Cisco did all the When Picard doesn't do it, yes. Yes, this is a movie where he doesn't. You know why, though? And, and, and here's why. Because that's because because what you said is so accurate. Like, Picard really was always like the rule follower type. And with Kirk, they were lucky if he ever did what they asked. Like, so it was like, why bother? Like, that's just par like, for the fucking like, course. Like, I imagine the, the admiralty, like, like it's like a, like a water cooler talk at those. Like, so Kirk, you went off and did. Oh, I know. Yeah. Again? Wait, wasn't that already? Wasn't that like last week? Yeah. No, no, no. Well, that like was the, the time he uh, did. Oh, that fucking guy. Like, shit. Yeah, I no, know, right? Is, like, where it's no, just is, whatever. It's like Picard, Picard, Picard not obeying the Admiralty is like like the the movie version of that is like Gerald who sits in the front of the science class gets a B minus. That's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> That's wow. what I'm saying. Like, whereas, like, this is an I feel entire like the series of young adult novels. It's like always. Like hanging around and like they're talking about Picard. Did you did Picard? Did I know right? And so he's like their poster boy. And then like one day they're at the water cooler, and then the guy fucking like drops the bomb. He's like Picard. Uh, he did this shit, and they're like, I faint. <laughs> Not Picard. No. How could you? How could he betray us like this? And they're like okay, like so- literally keening and pulling their hair out. So, so Lorca in in typical Starfleet captain, other than Picard style, um, tells them that <laughs> tells t- tells them that he's going to do uh, what uh, they say. Yeah, goes to do what not. they say at like warp zero, and then and then he can. <laughs> We're he, not going to use the jump drive. Something's wrong with it, right? <laughs> he can. He, he can. He you can know go what? I got to say, I did kind of love that because it was very. It was a very Kirkian thing to do what he did. Yeah, but he was just like, isn't there something wrong oh, yeah. with it? Oh, oh yeah, it's, yeah, it's straight, yeah, there is. It's straight out of Star Trek Six. It's straight out of yeah. like it's straight out of Star Trek Six. So so they do that. Um, uh, they go back. They're going to take on the Klingon ship al- alone, but there's no way to defeat their cloak. So what they're going to do is they're going to sneak onto the ship. They're going to put sensors on, and then they're going to use uh, they're going to use um, Chief Chief uh, Chief No Pupils, who's going to turn into actual Chief No Pupils by the end of the episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and and make him and, and make him jump jump around uh, uh 133 well, times. Well, so they no, they order. find out. Well, they but when they did it, they were like, "Hey, we we have a solution, right? But it's gonna take this much data, and like the only we, we'll take how was it years? Like two years to to compile that much data." Yeah, but the, but by jumping. No, I know. I'm just, I'm just I'm I'm just yeah. verifying that that's like what yeah, it was. And like he was that. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like it was it was some. That in a war, you could see where, like, okay, sure, you plant intelligence. You're like, well, we don't have that kind of time. Like, yeah. what if we jump this many times? Well, that'd do it. It's like 152 or something. Something ridiculous. Um, well, I think, that the, I think that this shows the... Um, it's interesting because it, it shows the... Uh, on one hand... He's got the morality to defend the the planet, and then other hand, then Lorca gets again utilitarian. He goes, "But we'll sacrifice this guy, right? Yeah, this guy, yeah, well, yeah." So, so it makes him do that in in what is one of the most compelling sequences in all of Star Trek, in my opinion, uh, is the jumping around the tension that ratchets there. And in the meantime, Michael goes onto the ship to kick some butt, 
um, to save the Admiral, to uh, show us a flashback of, of, of a Klingon rape scene complete with nudity, which is interesting, um, to wear awesome body armor that has flashlights on it, because what a good idea that is. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and then they go, they blow up the, they blow up the ship. And I got to say, ship. yes, I'll let you finish saying the, the, the and then, and then after the big explosion, they look around and they go, where are we? And they're somewhere else that we don't know. So that's kind of the plot. So let's, let's hit it. Can I, can I hit the first thing first that I want to hit? Remember sure. when you first watched Star Trek, the next generation, and they showed you all of the awesome technology. They had the holodeck and, and, and next gen had the, uh, had the replicators and all that stuff. But the coolest thing on all of next gen was that Riker always had the flashlight that was on his wrist that like, <laughs> that he didn't have to hold. And you're like, that's a great idea. <laughs> Why? Why aren't people doing this more? This is and what do they call them? They don't thing? call them flashlights. What do they call them? What do they call them? I don't know, Mister A. What do they call them? Palm beacons. Palm beacons. Yeah. So so palm so now... beacons. Like that is the most pretentious name for a flashlight. I like I bought palm this fan be- once. We were like in. I want to say we were in fucking Walmart <laughs> and we're looking at fans. Okay, everybody knows what a fan is, right? Like a fan, and this was a fancy fan that you know you could like it has like more than one setting of speeds right and it could move like you know how you could either make it stationary or it had like a setting where it would move i was one of those fancy ones let me tell you what this fan was called though yeah it was a oscillating air circulator well oscillating in a walmart air circulator (laughs) An oscillating air circulator, a.k.a. a fucking fan, like (laughs) Palm Beacon, a.k.a. a fucking flashlight. Okay, but I fucking love it. Putting putting the putting the flashlights on the vest. So smart. (laughs) Just like they turned on. I was like, yes, I'd like like to tell you where they learned this from. Do you want to know? Okay. Yeah. Video games. Oh. Smart, smart. And by the way, I, I love how finally, finally, Star Trek's discovered to have people wear, you know, Kevlar. That's stuff like, now to like oh, actual body an, armor or something. I have an idea. I have an idea. Like the security guards at the hospital, the security guards who work at the hospital, they wear they wear Kevlar. Like why why not? You know, have away teams wear some kind of you know Protective lightweight body armor. Gear. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think the implication was that by that point, the the uniform is made out of something, right? No, no, because you know what? We see those get slashed by <laughs> knives, just torn. I know, like All the time. I mean, if if Kirk made it out of an episode with his shirt, like that was pretty, know. you know, that was a pretty low key episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, again, uh, further further evidence that we're in an alternate timeline because they have amazing technology they didn't have. You know, right? like lightweight body armor and flashlights. <laughs> like lightweight body armor and flashlights. <laughs> it's, AKA, it's amazing. AKA a budget. <laughs> like, yes. like, like, like. Let's call it what it is. Let's call a fucking. No, no. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's let's call it what it's really supposed to call it. It is. It is. It is. It, it is a uh, um, non gravitationally mass uh, massive. Uh, projectile deflectors with 
ambient. Ener- no, 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 no. Energy beam. Photon. Energy beam deflector. It has to be an energy beam. Ener- energy, beam energy beam deflector with photon distributors. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys wanted to know what that was called, that's that's that is its full yeah, title. Or or Chris. How do you ask for, for sure. that when you're going to load out? <laughs> like, is there an acronym for it? <laughs> can, can, can you can you please just get, Michael? Can you please just call it the vest with the flashlights? <laughs> we're, we're kind we're kind of in a hurry we're kind of in a hurry we need to get out there a little bit of a and the, the klingons take over the planet because they never get off the ship because, <laughs> because they're, they're too busy like trying to stay out the gear listen listen we need to we need to work on our requisitioning process because this is... <laughs> because clearly if we call things what they technically are yeah, I know. Uh, it I'm takes so kind of a well, long time can we do, do... They're like a shorter yeah. version of that. The, the like... next, the, the next, the next mission. They've changed the name to Lighty Vest. <laughs> the Lighty Vest. <laughs> Lighty Vest. We can't. We're Starfleet. We can't call this a Lighty Vest. Why not? It's a Lighty Vest. Michael, stop it. Stop. <laughs> Seriously. Here's the thing, really though. Want... Here's how it's spelled: L I T E E. Okay, Light T vest. L I T E E V Y S T Q. Yes, 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 yes. We should put out a page where we actually like list out all of the gear, what it's called, and why. That would be that would be a fun project. We should totally do that. Um. Okay, so so uh, let's let's hit the episode. Um, okay, uh, so we'll just we'll, we'll just go through. Fast. I was go, gonna say, um, I did. I, I, by and large, I like the episode, right? I mean, it's it's not yeah. it's not like this horrible episode, but like I something I'm I'm kind of uncertain about, like to get like actually into it. Uh, he's so reluctant to let Michael go, and I'm not really sure why. Like, I don't know that there's I, I've understood up until this point uh, his reason for getting her uh, and for having her. But the amount she seems to mean to him, uh, I don't know that they've earned. And I and so I'm confused by it. You know, I'm I'm disconcerted by it and I think I'm supposed to be. So yeah, I'm, okay. I'm hoping it's something that they will explain later like that there is a reason that we don't know about that will make that make sense in retrospect because right now it's like what's so per- like what's his deal with her like because he really digs ash and he has no problem sending yeah. him and the the chick that died before ash that was in his post apparently they were pretty tight and uh and he didn't seem to care too much when she died either but he's really yeah. reluctant to let her leave the ship at all to go over there. And Could it be, now, now here's the thing. Could it be that he doesn't like, given that she was on that ship when, when captain Giorgio died, could it just be that he thinks it's not a good, idea? like, like Starfleet, not letting Picard fight the Borg in first contact. He just thinks like, if that's true, then why not ship- say that? If that was the reasoning, which I, which would have been a perfectly acceptable, uh, like I would have, I would have been on board with that. If he had been like, "No, you're too close," and to also, this. and also, if that's if that's how he feels, then why does he let Ash just go over there to have terrible PTSD? Right? Like, yeah, is there no one else? Is there no one else who can go? Like, like well, here's the thing: because Michael's Michael's argument makes sense. Like it, 
I've been on the ship. Like, I know where to, you know what I mean? Like, it, it makes sense to send her and, frankly, Ash, despite, like, get over it, man. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not to make well, light you of can't, PTSD, you can't, obviously, I wouldn't but, be like, yeah, you can't but I'm just saying, get over if from it, a, it, you're, you're running a military op, you need, yeah. like, you're going to be better off sending in someone who knows what they're in for than someone who doesn't. Um, and, and let's be really clear, because I know we have military people who listen. I, we, we understand you can't just get over PTSD. Yeah, no, but, no, I, I, I in no way. I, that's some shit yeah. people will take out of context. But, but when the, but when, but when the galaxy's in, in, I don't know. It's a tough spot to be in. I mean, it's, it's. Well, I'm saying you know, Lorca. I mean Lorca, because he doesn't seem to be a like a particularly um, empathetic, caring kind of dude. That's what I mean. I don't mean me. Right, saying get over it. What about I mean, Saru? It occurs to me as Lorca being like, like what, like, like not even considering PTSD or how you might feel about anything, right? Like, here's my question: Do why, the thing, why and that's why I don't send, understand why Michael is is exempt from. Why it would somehow. you not send Mister Saru over? Because I know he's scared of stuff, but he is your first officer, and that's kind of what Riker would do. He is able to detect danger. He's used to predators. It's a ship full of predators. He's able to detect danger, and as we've seen, he's faster he's and stronger super strong. Stronger, faster, yeah. But he's... like, it might be that might be the guy, the guy who's absolutely, you know, you know, who's bred to sense the coming of death. Like it's, it's he's, <laughs> he's, you know, he he's the one who you would go who go. He would seem to be the key person, especially after what we saw. I'm not so sure about. though, like because if he's in if he's in an infiltration scenario, like yeah. then he's always going to be um, scared. Like yeah, he's always going to be too scared. I would think uh, to even filter out, like to have a spidey sense, right? To be like, oh, danger yeah. there, like because he's it's like too much in danger. danger all the time, right? I can um, face the peril, so let me face the peril. No, no, it's too perilous. Um, <laughs> but i just um, what, I, you... I, what i don't understand um is why uh is is why he's not letting michael go i feel like that that in the in the moment and that's yeah. and it kind of upset me felt like because she's the main character and yeah, i didn't like it's, that it's... um but i i actually really loved the i mean god this is also gonna sound i love the ptsd part i loved i loved seeing it I loved yeah. having like, and I don't know, like not being uh, military myself. Um, I don't know. Uh, it felt accurate, you know. It felt like that's a a good representation of what it would be like. Um, I felt like, you know, I'll be honest. I felt like the Klingon sex scene, as weird as it was to see a naked Klingon, I felt it was a little too sexy. Um, it didn't feel. It's a weird word to say. It didn't feel rapey enough because it, I could see the, that. The, I, I could see that. Like it felt, it felt like it was shot in kind of a sexy way, and not in a yeah, like to show the way all the you spiders down her back, and you know, yeah, it's it's like it, you know, like it seemed like again, just like the you know, it's so fucking cool thing, you know, it's like we can show Cleon boobs, and it seemed more interested in showing that than showing him being brutalized, and you know, it's fine, you know, and it, it's look, it's they're they're finding their way, and I will sure. say, and somebody pointed this out with all the complaints. With the exception of the original series that kind of hit the, you know, out of the gate running, um, this is the best sixth episode of any Star Trek we've had. Like, the like Enterprise was not there. Voyager was not there. DS9 even wasn't there. Next Gen wasn't there. They all took some time to hit their stride. This one is 
all cylinders right now. This is this is as good as those shows in their part. This would maybe it's not the best of the best of any of those shows, but it is certainly sure. But like they're they're consistent prime. <clears throat> yeah, it was. This is certainly up there with you know a a really good episode of Next Gen, and they did it so to like you could put this up next to every single episode in the first season of Next Gen and half of the ones in the second. Like they 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 are. And in terms of also not just the the story quality, but the the characters seem to know themselves and know who they are. Yeah, like they've, like they've I think they've done a pretty good job. Yeah, of, of um, yeah, like other than this 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 like thing that that, that seemed contrived, yeah. um, they've done a, pre- a a pretty damn good job of of really cementing who these giving us an idea of who these characters are and, and their distinct uh, feel. Pretty quick. And we were arms folded, guys. Remember, like, go back and listen. We were we were yeah. ready to kind of tear the show into pieces. Yeah, we were ready like, to uh, hate it. and 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 it it is doing a great job. I mean, and it's, I gotta tell so t- you know what? Also, because you there's been all this talk that you were saying about Ash and and maybe he is somebody or what? Like, do you do you feel like that's out the window at this point? Like, can we agree that he's not that Klingon? No. Here's the thing. I I. I could agree until the very end of the episode when he goes up to to the woman, uh, the, the female Klingon, and the, I forget exactly what she says to him. She but says what she soon, says to him doesn't. I think. Yeah, what she says to him doesn't make any sense in the context of everything we know about him. Yes, it does. Like, yes, oh it does. no! In yeah, to me, it seems. Here's very what much I like, will accept because because here's what I'm saying. Here, like, there are two scenarios about Ash that I find acceptable. All right. One. That he genuinely somehow, <coughs> because she was happy to take him as a fuck toy, which I'm not sure makes a whole lot of sense because he's a human, um, but that she was okay with that, uh, that that's how he managed to survive. I would accept uh, I would accept that I would likewise accept. And it seems much more likely at this point. Um, and and it's been a suspicion uh, from the moment we met him, I feel that he is uh that he has been tortured to the point of being reprogrammed and that he's like a sleeper agent and he doesn't even know. And there's some, See, point I, and I'll take it a step further. He will be I activated. Think that, I think that he is the albino Klingon. No, that's memory, what I'm saying. That doesn't fucking whose memory work. has been, whose, whose memory that has doesn't been work. How altered. do they make him a what? human? Uh, they, they do it all the time. In Star Trek, I mean, it's a thing they do. Not, but all not, the time. not in the original series, and certainly not pre-original series, dude. No, it's not. All right, but but they also didn't have spore drives. They also didn't. I mean, it's it's yeah, but like I know, feel like at this point they're showing us a pretty compelling reason why they don't. Like, um, yeah, it's, it's, do you know like, what I mean? I like, I, I think I think by the end of this, we're gonna understand why there is no spore drive because there's like no way to 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 control to navigate here's it the thing. safely. I th- I still think that he's the albino Klingon. I will say this: I will not be upset if it's what you just described. But I think he's the the albino Klingon. That's what I think. The, the albino Klingon disappeared, and now this guy appeared that episode. We haven't seen the albino Klingon. I will. You will have to do a whole lot of. They will need to do a whole lot of kind of fucking gymnastics to get me okay with that being the albino Klingon. I think I have all you no need, problem think, whatsoever with him being a sleeper agent. That like the reason that he actually survived that long is because they wanted to get someone back into, and particularly that's why they stole Lorca, particularly onto the Discovery. Like that 
to me seems I like I think they just genetically totally they genetically viable. reconstructed him. They just genetically reconstructed no him. No way. They just genetically yeah. reconstructed him from scratch. Because Klingons have always been able to do that. That will really bother me, dude. Like, I will not be okay with that. I will absolutely be okay with her having broken this human, tortured him, broke him down, built him back up, and then wiped him. You know? I will say... Like, because all of that is something you can do to a person today with the right techniques. Like, you can fuck a person's brain up like that today... But three hundred right years from now, you could maybe yeah, here. But this is this is what I'm going to say. Is I'm going to say that that I've always said if they can make it a compelling story, I'll go with it. And I think it's 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 for me is within the realm of possibilities that that I I think he is the albino Klingon. Here's how you do it to make me happy about it. You okay. find out that he's the albino Klingon, but he has become this Ash Tyler, and he doesn't want to go back to being the albino Klingon. So you so you have. Him almost like the Tuvix situation. Remember Tuvix? I do. Where, like, like Tuvix that situation. To stay the way he was, and not. Yeah, where, where, where he's like, he's like, look, maybe what I am ha- is false. Maybe it has been created, but I am me. I think, therefore, I am, and I'm me, and I don't like save me. Don't let me go back to being that. Like that. That well, I think fi- would by be... doing that, you're gonna kill me, right? Like, be clear. Yeah. You're killing Tuvix by doing this. Yeah. And 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 what an interesting thing if Lorca discovers that he is the albino Klingon, and you can get all sorts of information out of him by kind of reverting him to what he was. That'd be that that would be that would be a compelling story. And Michael's like begging Lorca not to, and Lorca, who is Lorca, is like, "Look, man, no, no, it's it's he's a Klingon, he's a sleeper agent on our ship, and he's got key information to winning the war. I'm sorry that you love Ash Tyler, but like." You know, but just like sacrificing, um, you know, Mr. Noai, um, like it's just something that's what I'm like. I, I don't, to be clear, I have no, I, and I don't think he would have a problem with, uh, like, just te- like if finding out like this whole fucking him being the albino Klingon side, like just being a sleeper agent. Like, I don't think he'd have any trouble breaking that human being down for what he needs. Um, and I and I still think that would be compelling, you know, because she obviously cares for this person. And like he like he, like we said, he, he, like with the PTSD, get over it. Like he clearly had no trouble sending this guy over there who had much more reason to be fucked in the head about it than yeah. Michael was like, no, Michael, you can't go. But like it wasn't even a question that he was going to send Ash. Yeah, no. I hear and you. so if he finds um, out that. He's really a sleeper agent and he's got to tear that dude's mind apart again to get what he wants. He'd fucking do it. And I think that's more horrific, right? Because if he is a Klingon and he's torturing a Klingon, that's fucked up. But it's not the same as torturing a human being on, on your own side for your purposes, I think. I'm down. And I'm down with I, I'm down with either version. Of that I mean, story. I'm, I, I would would... I would be down with either. Like, I would be down with them. Like again, this is gonna sound terrible. I would be down with them torturing a Klingon for information. <clears throat> I would be because I think that's an interesting thing to, especially uh, if it's address. a Klingon who doesn't know that they're a Klingon. Like, but not it's, it doesn't, it's like it just, trying I, to bring the Hulk out of of Banner. I really think you would have to. There has to be such a good explanation. It's I think I I I will reserve judgment at this point. But I, it occurs to me in this moment 
that I cannot think of anything they could sell me on that would make it okay for him to be actually the albino Cleon. There's, there's we, no um, scenario I can think of that makes that feasible and actually okay. So unfortunately, because we're recording, because we're recording on Thanksgiving, we only have about ten minutes left. I'm going to make sure that we that we uh, cover all the other things. Um, Stamets, uh, um, we thought that Stamets uh, was maybe going to die. Um, yeah, he didn't. I'm, I'm glad but, that he didn't too. But glad he didn't. But it was it was it was heart wrenching to oh. watch him doing the jumps. It was it was God was yeah, and and it, and and Tilly sells the shit out of it too. Yeah. Because, um, like, she could tell she's upset, but she's, like, got to do what she's got to do. And, like, when I think it's, like, at some point, like, in the, like they're, like, halfway through, maybe. And yeah. he is not looking okay. And and it's, like, where are we at? And it's, like, uh, um, 90? Like, and you're just, like, fuck. Yeah. Uh, it's, this it's, it's is, awesome. you know, it's, you think there's no it's, way it's, he's it's, not going to die. Like, I was certain it's, he It's died. just this epic, it's this epic sequence that we get this just this epic heart-wrenching sequence and then we're yeah, coming we're back to the ship my eyes out as per usual <laughs> and then and then also michael M- michael fighting the klingon is is you know again- that is so they they do that epically like her fight with the klingon what i love about it is she is clearly uh outclassed in 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 a number of ways and she knows that she doesn't need to win the fight she just needs to keep him distracted and I love that about. She would have won though. She would have won. She would have had that. Um, and I feel like you earned it. Well, to she would have. She would have fought smarter, smarter because like his hubris is what would have would have taken him down. Let's but, be clear. But they've they've, they've but given that's usually you what happens through, with a more powerful. They've character. given you hints throughout the throughout the show though that she's got this Vulcan martial arts down. Um, they do give you a sense that that she has that. Oh yeah, that no, she, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not trying to take anything away from Michael's power either. I'm saying he is. In many ways, he is he is stronger. He has more organs, yeah. backups. Like he is he is tougher built, right? Like there sure, is a, a significant it's gap clean. there. Yeah. Um, and I think that that because of it, right? The you the other thing that that adds to it is, which is usually with it, the you know more powerful characters, the the pride, the hubris of like, I'm gonna destroy. Like I could snap you like a twig, and you're not using your brain, like. Which is not to say all Klingons are dumb, but like this guy is clearly hot on himself. You know what I mean? Well, and that's going to be what, what that would have been his downfall. Is that he was our he was our gateway into what's going on with the Klingons, and he's gone now. So are we going to introduce a whole bunch of new Klingons, or are we just going to say that that you know when they return from wherever they are, the Klingon wars kind of resolved? Like it's, it's I don't know. I disagree was, because I feel like she was. I feel like the female Klingon is, has always been. The mo- to me anyway, the most compelling Klingon we've had. She's she's like, the most I think compelling. She's but, been, but he I was, think she's but been our window the, more than the others. I think we but saw. He was him our gateway through... to the bad guys. He was he was the the bad guy you're cutting to, and the bad guys you know twirling his mustache and plotting. Like he's he's the one. So with him gone, we don't have. We do you know, though. She a bad is. Guy shit. She's the but bad. She's not guy, on the bad clear. guy shit. But she's not. She's not on the bad guy shit. She doesn't I mean, need. I, to, you here's the thing. But she doesn't need to be on the fucking bad guy shit. She's more but compelling, she's, she's not Klingon, on the bad guy ship, frankly. I, I agree that she's she's more compelling, but you still need to have, you know, the your standard Cleons. He was the head of your standard Cleons. You, you do, the, but you don't need him yet. Like that my guess is that we'll they'll introduce yeah. some person who fills the power yeah, vacuum. Yeah. But like as they're as it stands right now, and we don't know where the fuck they are, like I said, there's a really good chance that it occurs to me that 
highly likely that what they've done is taken them out of the war. But yeah, so here's you've so got that's, the that's female Klingon my... on their ship. My so, last question, as 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 we wrap up the show, is where do you think they are? No idea, not a clue. I'm going to guess Mirror Universe. That's going to be my guess. That's that's uh, that was uh, that was. I mean, I want to say like when the credits or like when it blacked out at the end or whatever. That was what uh, Mister A turned to me and said, "Mirror Universe." Like Mirror Universe, like, yeah, could be either Mirror Universe or the future or the past or the prime timeline. Like, or so, they find themselves. Because like, you think they're not in the prime. I thought they were supposed to have been in the prime timeline. Well, again, I think I think that they are in the um, post-Sulaban prime timeline. Timeline. I think they're in the post-Enterprise prime timeline. Is where I think they are. I think okay. that 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 you know we, you know the the JJ versus post. They call it the Kelvin timeline because it's post the Romulans destroying the Kelvin, and then and then right. destroying Vulcan. But until right. before they destroy which is, Vulcan, which is a up huge to the point Vulcan deviation. is destroyed. Yeah, but up up to the point before Vulcan is destroyed, halfway through Star Trek 2009, the only major change was the destruction of the Kelvin. Um, so if we say, okay, but you have the post, you know, the, the post uh, Suleban, you know, and, and time war and, you know, the bringing together Federation to fight it. Yeah, I wonder if they're and... bringing the time war back into this in some way. I think that that's uh, a that well, would so, be a so way it, to be yeah. able to reconcile what we've seen so far. Well, they they've with they've already said somehow they've said that season two, not the first half of season one, but season two is going part of it's going to be about reconciling the continuity differences. Um, uh, and I think that at this point, if there is a you at this point you need to have a recognition that Star Trek exists within a multiverse. I mean, you just ca- kind of have to say that they exist within a multiverse. Um, and whether you do, or not they I mean, because jump- because realistically that's true. Like we know yeah, it to be I true mean, with the Wharf episode. We just haven't we just haven't talked about yeah. it. You know what I mean? Um, because because I think I think at this point you kind of got to say like it doesn't make sense if if we're going to say the destruction of the Kelvin affected. <laughs> the JJ verse that much, well then the events of Enterprise should have should absolutely have made a huge effect fundamentally have, uh, well, changed. Well, I mean, why if we were led to believe that that was what happened before? Like, I don't believe there's anything that we saw in Enterprise that truly was in conflict with anything after it. Yes, because no, no. There there is. There is. I'll tell you what. What? All right. So Enterprise itself is predicated on the events of first contact. Enterprise we already know is post the events of of Star Trek first contact. Because we know that the Sephram Cochran that was with uh Archer is the post first contact Sephram Cochran. Um and we know that because the Borg that show up in the Borg episode of of enterprise is from the borg incursion of first contact so we know that the borg have already made contact that, that zephram cochran has met picard and Riker and has seen you know knows that the future is something he's specifically guiding towards so we already know that first contact affected zephram cochran we know that that history would have unfolded differently from there and then from there so we know that that pre-time war we know the pre-time war is follow me on this that before the time war happened 
the prime the prime timeline affected Zephyr Cochran, which led led into Enterprise. Then the Time War happens, and you have specifically the destruction of all like millions of people in Florida, and the change of mission for Starfleet. The Starfleet goes from exploration to one of defense for a couple of years. Um, that that and there's no reason that couldn't have been true. We that we, that we just didn't it didn't know about it because it was so far in the past. It never unless really it's circular, up. unless it's circular, it doesn't logically follow because we know it was prime first contact. First contact leads to enterprise. Enterprise further changes the timeline. So if we just say that, why does enterprise? Out, that's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't know that you're that that I'm with you on enterprise further changing the timeline. If the time war happened, if 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 you take out first contact, right, and that there's nothing like there's no reason to think that the time war couldn't have happened, that there wasn't yeah. the Zindi attack, that a bunch of people didn't die in Florida, like there was nobody that was mentioned in those deaths in those incidents that yeah. was alive or whatever somehow way in the future when we're doing, you know, the original series. This hurts. That this hurts my brain. This hurts my brain. And we don't have that we we could we could do we could do a whole episode maybe that'll we be could, we could a, and we will because we'll have time in the break but I do want to say one thing before we're done because I I was really really happy uh, that the admiral was still alive um, yes me too and yeah, I was... think she's my favorite admiral so far and I loved um, how she helped him get through uh, yeah how she helped Ash get through um, it shows that you don't have to be an asshole um, and I think that you that that's important. Um, since Lorca is so much of the time, I think it's really great yeah, to show someone who is both strong uh, and caring. And I think that she is those things. And I think she's tough. Uh, and I and I love everything about her. She is one of the um, the most nuanced uh, command like admiralty like we've seen. I think ever, and I love that. And it made me very happy. And I was super happy she got like rescued and was still alive and was there i'm like i was i was like cheering <laughs> so so we have well i have about three minutes left so i just without getting into it i do want to say as we say goodbye uh today a goodbye to star trek continues uh that had their final episode that they put out um oh. as the the star trek fan films are one of the ones that started it and we loved all those and we know what happened with the lawsuits earlier this year so that they couldn't continue so they finally put out their final episode and i think that everyone should go out and check it out and it's cool that fan films are there and we're sad we're sad to see we're them sad now. to see them um, but for now we hope you've had a great thanksgiving and we hope you've had a great uh a, a great black friday <coughs> and uh and, uh, and we're all thankful Jeff- for star trek and we're all thankful yes. for you yeah. My name is Justin. And my name is Alex. Check Hey, you know what makes us different than all those other podcasts you listen to? We have a movie. There's a movie of this podcast on Amazon Prime right now. Just go right now on Amazon Prime and go look. Check it out. Just search for it. There you go. There it is. Trek off. One word. Just search for Trek off on Amazon Prime or Amazon Instant Video if you want to rent it, if you don't have Amazon Prime as a subscription, or if you want to buy the DVD, it's there on Amazon. But seriously, this podcast, you got all the way to the end. Now go watch us and give us reviews and tell the world, man, a podcast got me made into a movie, man. How cool is that? Go look it up and share it. Love you guys.